0: Yes, my friends, and welcome back to The John Mahon
1: Show, but it's a podcast. Hopefully our listeners have gathered that by now. You reckon? If they've made it to episode three. I hope so. Unless they've they've just jumped in on this one, but it's a podcast and you're listening to it. And just in case this is
0: your first episode, for some reason you've decided to start by watching like Avengers Endgame instead of going through the whole sequence. This
1: show is pretty much like the Avengers, yeah. Very, very similar in (laughs) storyline. Just Robert Downey Jr. dying. Every week we gather a uh, group of people, put them together. To fight evil. Yeah. To fight a big purple (laughs) guy. And this week we've got Derek from Mayday Parade. We do indeed. Who would he be in the Avengers? Derek.
0: I feel like Derek would be on the Guardians of the Galaxy team. Yeah. Quite a funny, dude. Yeah, like maybe like a Peter Quill. Yeah, like yeah, I, I can see that. I could see him doing something like the eh, 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 eh,
1: sort of main eh, 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 protagonist. Eh, eh. Yeah, yeah, and then we've got Aliche and Blake from Lake Malice. From Lake Malice, who would be? I mean, they've they've already got a sort of sci-fi theme. They look.
0: do. I tell you what, they would make an amazing vision and wonder
1: yeah although it'd be the other way around i feel like elite chase more vision with a outfit. cyborgy kind of outfit.
0: yeah yeah, it'd be a, yeah. and on. then and then blake's the actual like magician with the
1: riffs yeah so coming up on this episode we chat to derek from made parade about their latest single or it was at the time more like a crash i think or they've dropped crash. another new one since then haven't yeah they? and talk about them being sort of independent now yep and uh, all their plans for the future.
0: Yeah. And then with Link Malice, we talk about lots of upcoming stuff they had for festivals. Yeah, well, they just dropped
1: their single Blood, Blood bath. bath. Blood Bath, yeah.
0: It's because N. Shikara got
1: a song called Bloodshot. Yeah. And like I keep getting them confused in my head. And we talk about their latest video and all their sci-fi themed stuff going on. And also being one of the most exciting bands at the, around right now. And they've not been going long at all youngsters in the scene.
0: Hell yeah. So those are the two conversations coming your way, my friends, as well as some music news from the past.
1: (laughs) Travel back in time on the John Mahan show.
0: Yes, my friends, and welcome to episode three of The John Mohan Show, powered as always by Forever Loud.
1: Wow. I thought I'd scream it today. <laughs> and joining me as I always... I was not expecting that, that was uh, impressive.
0: <laughs> His brother, Forever producer Loud. Oliver Rout, whose gutturals are far superior to mine.
1: Forever Loud, hyphen dot com for all your news, reviews, and more of this.
0: Make it your homepage. <laughs> it's exactly so, what you need every time you open up the internet.
1: Yeah. Fuck Google.
0: Yeah. We don't need Google.
1: rabbit <laughs> 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 How you doing, Ollie? I'm good, John. How are you? A good weekend?
0: Yeah, man. I What did I do? What did I do this weekend? I can't remember what I did this weekend. Work Workout. No, I went and did something on Friday. Oh, I went to see Tom Segura on Friday. Did you? With uh, my boy Charlie Bear. I stand-up comedy.
1: On the way here, listened to um, Two Bears podcast. Hell yeah. But Tom obviously wasn't on it because yeah. he was away. But they had Jim Jeffries as yeah. the co-host. great episode. What a, yeah. Very funny men. Very funny Australian men and the machine, but Krishna. Yeah. That was, that's... Good little pod, good little podcast. That great podcast, and I know a lot funnier you're... than these two. <laughs> <guys>.
0: <laughs> I know how your weekend was. You went and watched Eurovision.
1: I had a, went to a Eurovision watch party. I guess they yeah. called. Yeah, we all had like. Well, they split it. We had like sweepstakes. It was we didn't put money or anything, but I I got Poland. Nice. And they were awful. Did they
0: not do well? Not as good as. Do you remember when we had wrestling sweepstakes for the Royal Rumble, and you cleaned house?
1: So. Yeah, if you're watching this, Max, such you owe me. Where's my money? You owe me some fucking cash, cold hard cash for this cold heart. Um, yeah, we won. I won both the men's and women's Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble. Yeah, Cody, what's his face? Cody Rhodes, and who won the? I don't even know. Who won the women's. Uh
0: Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah.
1: Good on them. <laughs> um, yeah, Eurovision. Australia? Did you see Australia's entry? I didn't see anything. So from shout out Lulu. He was a PR person that I have known for years, and she I used to work with her on Scars and stuff. She's been looking after this band Voyager, like prog metal band from from Australia. Okay, for ages, and they were the Australia's entry. No way. So like the song was a bit, it was a bit cheesy pop, but it had a big breakdown in it, a big sort Let's of let genty genty boy breakdown. Gutterals. Little bit of screaming, yeah. There was like them and some, I think Germany's entry was like another sort of metal metaly band. Sick. It was like a, it was like Ramstein, but like camped up to the max. Nice. But it was good. Let's go Eurovision. Well, I was thinking actually, because like who reckon? Because you can't really pick like big artists to represent you. Yeah, they can't. Country, be, but didn't the Rasmus do it for one country? I don't know what the rules are, but it's like we couldn't just throw out like Adele. Yeah, we, we can't or like. Coldplay. Yeah. (laughs) But I was thinking, like, if we if you had to pick a metal band from the UK to rep at Eurovision. Who do you reckon would would be good? You need someone fun,
0: though, don't you? Like, someone who's, like, not too serious. I was
1: thinking, as it's UK, we could have Skindred.
0: Skindred would be a great shout! Oh, what a shout!
1: On Eurovision. Benji Webb! That would
0: be... Uh, they'd, That's they'd win a it. Fucking shout Skindred's a really good
1: shout If you're watching this, yeah. Anyone that <laughs> the Welsh works. entry? I did Wales. Wales. Well it's UK, isn't it? it? Is UK. So yeah, it comes under one bracket.
0: Hell yeah! Well, should we get onto our show instead of Eurovisions?
1: All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do a little bit,
0: little Euro, little,
1: uh, little chat, little Eurovision <laughs> chat. What have we got coming up, John?
0: Oh, we got so much going on today's show, my friends. So. As if having a brand new Mayday Parade single wasn't enough. The tune is called More Like a Crash. We're going to be reacting to that in just a second. But Derek, the lead singer of Mayday Parade, is going to be joining us in about 23 minutes. Yeah, very excited. I've never... Don't think I've
1: met the guy or spoken to the guy, have you?
0: Years ago, and I looked totally different then. It was back when I had short hair, and I was doing interviews for, like, free on YouTube channels.
1: So, yeah. You've aged backwards then. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, when I first met Johnny, I had, like, big old beard. Oh, it was
0: disgusting. But
1: I liked the beard, but I thought it oh, didn't... No, it
0: started growing out on yeah. itself. Like, you know when a dude's got a beard and it goes down and it goes into his neck and it goes back out again, like, out of his under chin? I had that, like, I had, like, a small woodland critter yeah. attached to my chin.
1: But the, it did age you. Did like, when you shaved it off, I was like, fucking hell.
0: <laughs> How old are you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I have to check your ID. Not that, not that we did not anything.
0: I know. Ali, buy me a drink <laughs> first. All above board. Sure he, was a, <laughs>
1: <laughs> he was like, You were eighteen when I met you. <laughs> Over eighteen.
0: Well, we got Derek from Mayday Parade joining us
1: at eight pm, and
0: then we'll talk about a couple of news stories, and then we'll react to the brand new Lake Malice single, which is called Bloodbath. And then at nine pm, we'll be joined by Lake Malice as well. Look Lake at that, you, Lakey Malice. Look at that for show structure. It's almost Very, like we yeah. know what we're doing.
1: It's episode three, baby. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're on the rolling.
0: We're in motion.
1: So, so thank you, thank you for tuning in as well.
0: Yeah, genuinely, we can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day to come and watch this stupid shit live. Like, genuinely, it blows us away. So thank you ever so much. And in fact,
1: Monday night, yeah, like, you could be watching... It's a big Monday I don't night know. show. Four in a bed or like omnibus.
0: <laughs> There's an omnibus uh, all right. fair, that we are competing with. you
1: be watching The Big Bang Theory on E4 probably.
0: Like, yeah, I haven't seen it a thousand times. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, but thank you for joining. Yeah, in for this Yeah, genuinely this
0: thank shit. you. And as Probably
1: better ba- way- jokes than The Big Bang Theory to be fair though.
0: It's contentious at times with our sense of humor. Bazinga. I <laughs> ah, yeah, uh, don't get the reference. I've never seen the show. Worst show. It's terrible. My friends, as a way of saying thank you to you for watching. I know when we did the show on Thursday, we said that you had until today's show, but we had a couple of issues over the weekend with copyrights.
1: We got struck hard. The bloody man. <laughs> I'm sick of the bloody man.
0: Yeah, we Sony. We we got copyright struck hard by our reaction to hot milks. Brand new song. So because of that, Thursday's episode didn't... Because of that,
1: I don't drink milk anymore. <laughs> Oat milk only.
0: Yeah, we got into hot water with hot milk. Yeah. Not with hot milk. It was with YouTube saying that we weren't... Trouble over hot milk. I yeah. yeah. No, no use milk. crying over spilt hot milk. Yes. Uh, yeah, there you go. Ryan Field raised a really good point. Sleep token for Eurovision as a Ooh, UK
1: representative. I'm mad. They... Th- hands down that would clean Whitten. that yeah. would clean house which which song would you pick though, on the current oh. releases
0: it's got to be the summering doesn't it summering the summoning the sum- <laughs> summer <laughs> the summering the summary get your floral shirts on
1: uh only issue is i found this i found this up the other day there's a max time limit for songs on eurovision i think it's like three minutes that doesn't surprise me. So they'd so have keep to keep it radio it. friendly,
0: my friends.
1: And then we've also, also got Max, you um, can only have a maximum of six members. I learned a lot about Eurovision the yeah. <laughs> yeah. And keep on going on about it.
0: Let's go. For all of your Eurovision shinfo, make sure you bust Ollie a message. And AZR Samuel says, Good evening, have a great show, waiting for those beard pictures. They're buried on my Instagram. I don't, think, I, I, I don't think there's actually any
1: on my Instagram anymore. I think you should bring it back.
0: I it's It's, it's doing some bits at the moment. Right. Almost on today's show. Because I had to, I know we're going to react to it in a second. I almost, because of watching a clip of the music video from May Day Parade, we'll get onto it in the interview with Derek. Strong moustache game in that video. And I very nearly
1: I shaved can, my yeah. beard off. Did you almost do it? I considered it. <laughs> but
0: Oh, we should do it.
1: <laughs> it's just it's it's a lot for what for a bit for like a tiny bit <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> it was like in my head i had this thought of me sat there with a mustache during the interview like hey look what i did for you
1: and him being like cool seems like their approach now is to do singles which i think a lot of bands are doing
0: yep we were talking about it before this stream went on about the tactics of releasing and how sleep token have gone about it with their new record which is out next friday do you remember what the album's called
1: Take me back to Eden. Take me back
0: to Eden. I think, well, I believe remembered. it does have something to do with Eden. But we're yeah. talking about how bands release a shitload of well, singles before a record comes out. It's
1: you're basically playing the Spotify game, playing the singles game. So, like every time you release a single, as far as I'm, uh, I'm aware, it'll come up on Spotify as like its own sort of album package. So, like you'll end up having like like Sleep Token have dropped six singles. Yeah. So each on Spotify, it comes up as, like, six albums. But if you click on click on any of them, it just plays the songs that have been released from, like, so far from that single. Genius. So it means people end up clicking through or get recommended it more because they have more. It's, like, it's basically having the same song on there multiple times. But it, is, it will appear on, so it will appear on more people's playlists. It will appear on more, um, like, curated playlists. And Also, well, sleep tokens are probably a bad example because they've just got massive this year, yeah. And like TikTok, tick, tick, not just TikTok, I think they, they oh no, Jada's 100 TikTok helped, reckon, blow that,
0: yeah. helped blow that band up in the States. Are you kidding me? Like them announcing that headline US state run and sold out, yeah. It's so dude, like the majority of shows sold out in the first couple of days, and then there was like two or three shows that sold out a few days after, but some of those are like 5,000 cap places that they're playing
1: in America. Really? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, it's weird because I saw some, they're playing in a bunch of festivals over, over there, but obviously it's happened. It, this happens quite, quite commonly. Like a band will get booked like ages, like you get booked like a year, probably like a year in advance or something like that. And then they'll blow up. So their spot on the lineup is like really yeah. low down. But then it's like, what well, happened with
0: billy eilish at reading Yeah, year like they decided to put billy in the tent when they initially booked billy and then billy eilish just exploded and they were like i don't think it's a safe yeah, decision they, uh, to still go ahead with that they, book and they had to move billy to the main stage it
1: was like a health and safety thing they were like we can't have her in a tent and i was there at the main stage yep. it was one of the
0: Biggest one of the crowds biggest before. crowds for a non-headline act in Reading history, yeah. maybe even the biggest crowd for a non-headline act, like in middle Reading. of the Day. Yeah, it was crazy.
1: Something like must have been like ninety thousand or eighty thousand people, something like that. Hell yeah!
0: Well, before Derek comes on, let's get through another news story real quick, my friends. I want to talk about one of the greatest pop punk bands of all time and one of their greatest records, literally and almost by name as well. Turning 10 years old this year, the Wundia's Greatest Generation album Double celebrates its 10th birthday. And again, we were talking about this before we came on the stream. This album was my introduction to the Years, and it was yours as well, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, well, I obviously heard of them and heard songs here and there. But this is the one that actually made me a fan, mm. I think. I did 100% so When I heard They're There
0: yeah you're just trying the green yeah oh for me it was passing through a screen door just hearing "Super go cigarette smoke i was like okay <laughs> hit me every which way you can mr campbell and this album's genius for a lot of different reasons but the main reason for me i think this album is so clever is the fact that the last song on it the greatest generation acts almost as an opus for this album. I think it's like six, seven minutes long in length.
1: Not enough bands do that anymore.
0: Genius idea, isn't it? So basically what they do is they took melodies and lyrics and hooks from all across the greatest generation. And then they put them all into one song called, I just want to sell out my funeral, which in and of itself is a fucking
2: amazing song
0: title. But you listen to that song and you've got all of these different hooks that, you associate with different songs or different feelings that you had on the record, and it's it's such a nice summation at the end of it.
1: Yeah, Do you know a band who did that really well. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember Cartel? No, they were a pop punk band, quite big in the like mid '90s. Mm. Their album Chroma, last two songs of that it was like Q and A, and yeah, the A was like something like 10 minutes long, but it had like little bits from like most of the songs from the album That's that all flowed genius. into one. Yes, I love that. That's great.
0: It makes me so happy when Ben, when bands think about different ways to repackage stuff they've already written. Like Shikari are the kings of it. Like, a band that are able to make mashups of their own songs for like a quick fire live round 21 pilots do it really, really well as well. Like if you've listened to the live stream album that they did, that idea of taking loads of previous tunes, at the same BPM and finding ways to like mash up the melodies and intertwine the lyrics, like bands fuck around with your own stuff, man. See what yeah. stuff's in the same key in the same BPM. And can you like, you know, maybe- even if
1: it's just like a repeated, just a little bit in the background. Yeah, a little phrase. Like a little, little uh, Easter egg, yeah. as they say.
0: It's, it's genuinely like something that I'm surprised we don't see more of in songwriting structure. And trust a band like the one. I, I feel is. like
1: that's something you'd probably do more in the studio than practice in the rehearsal room. I don't know. Because if, I think, I don't
2: know.
0: if say, for example, right, the guitarist is stood there laying down a new riff. I just want to sell at my funeral. Yeah. And then Soupy's like, uh, I, I'm trying to think. Lot. I'm sorry I don't laugh at the right times. Is this what I didn't feel? And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, my days. That that yeah. doesn't just work on that song. That works over top of this one.
1: I feel like those that that sort of music is quite, yeah. You could do that quite easily <laughs> <laughs> pop punk in general
0: <laughs> we're going to the ed sheeran argument again my friends if you watched our show on thursday we talked about the ed sheeran court case about how like if you're gonna start laying claim to four chord progressions the pop punk scene is
1: in a lot of trouble <laughs> yeah just just leave them leave them to it you know yeah it's i hope there's been i mean unless uh, my thing is right you can use the same chords just don't copy the vocal. Me- I think vocal melodies is what people pay attention to. Mm,
0: yeah. It's like vocal melody, like lyrics are a bit of a gray area as well. Yeah. Like as long as you've not linked like a whole phrase, you you can have like well, obviously the words thing is, that are references just, or inspiration. There's so
1: many songs that like have the same song type, title. Oh yeah. Probably the same lyrics, but as long as the the melodies are different, I think that's, that's what separates a song is like, you put your own spin on it. It's not you like you can't just nick a nick a vocal melody and be like, "Well, his singers are different."
0: Yeah, my name's George, and yeah. that guy's name was Sam. <laughs> yeah, i I honestly think that the greatest generation by the one day is when like we look back on like the sort of history and the lineage of pop punk. Well, like, it was. It's I feel got, like, it's got to be considered top twenty yeah, pop
1: punk album of all time for sure. Like, but it was also there sort of. I think that was like they're switching to that style of music. Because before that, it was way more pop punky, way more like happy-go-lucky, whereas this is yeah. more... Like the emotion emotional.
0: Emotion out. And, and emotional. And then, and then, speaking of the emotions coming out, that, like, I liked to think The Greatest Generation might have inspired Soupy a little bit to chase down that Aaron Rest of the Roaring Twenties route because that, oh my days, like, that project, uh, some of the most heartbreaking songs I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, Divorce in the American South,
1: Do you know what Joe is is nice Because I listen One of my 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 most listened to records Of last year Was the Wonder Years Latest release Um, The new album The Hum goes on forever I believe And It seems like Even though he's got like A lot of Still got a lot of Issues Seems like he's resolved A lot of the issues That he had in like Previous songs And he's in a better place but he's it's like, in
0: the opening song on that record, doesn't he, he say something like, I don't want to die. Yeah, well, basically he's got kids. At least I'm without now. you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's it's like, I'm still sad, but I've got a reason to live now. Yeah, I saw and that like,
0: tweet, which is like breaking down the different like eras of the Wounded Yeah. Like, like, I still like, I don't want to kill myself anymore because you make my wife life worth living that's the that's this current cycle like what yeah. it was like i want to kill myself and i hate my hometown but
1: it, it's not it seems like over these 10 years he's gone from like he's a had, a had a big 180 in terms of like i'm actually sad and i want to die yeah so i'm still a bit sad but i don't yeah. want to die anymore yeah
0: like i've got <laughs> which is all we can this.
1: all we can really hope hell for yeah experience. my
0: friends that is progress. Let's do a little bit of shout outs to people watching right now. Thank you ever so much again, my friends, for joining us. We can't tell you how much we appreciated. Kaz on the back of that last chat saying, evening, guys, I'll never get bored of a Shikari quickfire round. I am <laughs> excited <laughs> for what they've got planned for Slam Dunk Festival, especially oh, with a few yeah. new beats to fuck around with off the back of a kiss of the whole world. Like Feed Your Soul, that's got quick fire round written all over it.
1: And if you uh, missed the interview with Ra, we did on the episode one, you can watch it now on YouTube. Yeah, um, there you go. yeah, he said brand new production, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. I forgot to ask
0: him. I really wanted to ask because I don't think it'll be slam dunk that they did quadraphonic, but Wembley sounds like a quadraphonic
1: show. The thing is, with arena, with seated arenas, it it's hard because it doesn't work in the seat- crowd. Yeah, yeah. the reason because the reason they did it at Ali Pali is because it's. Standard, all standard, standing. So it's like you can put speakers at the back, and it's sort of everyone will get a, an experience, an even experience. I think. Hell yeah! Because it hasn't got like curvature, yeah, of like seats and stuff. And like, yeah. where would you put the speakers to? Like, yeah, behind back? people's heads. Yeah, yeah, it's a tricky one. <laughs> Imagine you sat at the back of <laughs> the <a> speaker. There.
0: <laughs> Fucking hell! It's just loud. Uh, well, speaking but they it, just
1: use it for like little effects that come through. like
0: Yeah, like the um, the aeroplane one. Where yeah. it flew around. That was genius. And speaking of Slam Dunk Festival, actually Amber says, can't wait for Slammy D especially Escape the Fate. I think we should do like a, a Slammy D preview show. We should dedicate one of these live streams to just going through the lineup and telling you who you should watch at Slam Dunk well, Festival. Yeah. I like literally, that. Idea, right? It's at the end of the month. Two weeks away. Well, wow. so do it on next week. We could do one of the shows on next week. Get someone from Slam Dunk on. to come Slam talk.
1: Dunk? Is a week on Saturday.
0: A week on Saturday. Fuck me, that's come around fast. <laughs> that's terrifying. Oh, look, look we. Oh, is. Well then, my friends, <laughs> shall I stand up and do a cheeky little introduction?
1: You love a stand-up introduction. I
0: do love a stand-up introduction. It's because we are joined right now by a massive, massive guest. My friends, please show this show a lot of love and appreciation for Derek from Mayday Parade. Yeah!
1: <laughs> it's a two-man applause
3: okay i got you there i got we you go. now. i'm so sorry sorry <laughs> it's all right there we go let's go my friend
0: it's all good it's all good
1: how so are
3: you I'm, doing I'm, just, I'm doing well i'm here at our uh, storage unit uh and we're emptying out our unit that we haven't touched in like eight years and i just totally didn't look at the time so i've been working man
1: oh man i bet that's just that's like going through memories of <laughs> i generally go through like childhood like a picture here. book like that must yeah. be a
3: picture book
0: a Day parade you've been going through
3: honestly yeah it is we actually we even have our like content person here to like film and take pictures because some of this stuff goes way back and it's cool to to go through and see but it's 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 hot here in florida and it's it's a lot of work for oh, sure I imagine oh, yeah. damn which part of florida are you in we're in tallahassee
0: oh let's go very nice it feels a bit Floridary here at the moment. Like, we, we it's when, not raining.
1: When you say Floriday, it's about, uh,
0: <laughs> like 12 degrees.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Which is about, I you don't know, 50 degrees. We, we don't,
0: we don't speak Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. But that's interesting, though, that you're going through the old storage unit. What's the plans with it? Are you going to be like selling stuff off, auctioning stuff off, or is it just a declutter?
3: We don't really know, but we're gonna we're kind of airing on the side of like get rid of stuff and just throw stuff away the stuff that we can salvage and and sell or donate we're going to but Sick. basically and and i apologize if i'm just talking way too much about this but um the, the storage units here in tallahassee i'm the only one who still lives in tallahassee out of the band oh wow um so it all kind of falls on me after every tour to like sort all this stuff and pack it up and the unit was just so full that it got to the point where I couldn't even fit everything in it I was having to take a lot of stuff to my house. And so we're getting ready to leave, uh, for this all time low tour. And I was like, guys, we got to get together first and sort through this unit and get rid of, the <laughs> we, we got that's, shit. That's we need we to are. throw away. <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's amazing, my friend. Well, we'll get on the All Time Low Tour just a little bit later on in the show. But first, I wanted to kick this thing off. We'll get into the new single in a second. But the decision for the band to go independent, that that's so interesting at this stage in your career. What, what was the movement like within the band? Was it like one person had the idea and it kind of influenced everyone else? Or was it just like everyone was like, nah, we agree, like this is the right move for Mayday?
3: It's something that we had talked about doing for a a long time, for several years. And it was always kind of like, do we think we can do it? And we were always a little scared, you know? And so it's hard to say when it started, but definitely going back at least, you know, five or six years ago, we've kind of had the idea. um, And just always felt like maybe it would be too much. We'd bite off more than we could chew and we'd find it to be too difficult. Um, But it's been great. Um, It's been amazing. It's really just like, I guess we kind of feel like, you know, we've this this, you know, the band and, and I guess it's almost like a business at this point, is kind of like, you know, a sustainable thing where it's like kind of like on tracks, you know, and it's like we, we kind of like can we feel like we can manage a lot of it ourselves. And uh, we've had great relationships with all the labels we've been on. Um, but it just seems like it's kind of like less and less needed, you know, like we can put music out and people are gonna know that it's made it parade and go listen to it. And um, so, yeah, and we, we also kind of have like hired out some different, you know, marketing, creative teams and stuff to help out. And our manager, Josh Terry, is amazing and does a lot of hard work. Um, So, so far, it's been really great. I feel like the first single has done really well. Hell we'll yeah. see how it goes once we get, yeah, once we get on the road and start actually like playing this song live, we'll see what the reception is. But um, so far, it's been, it's been really cool. I don't know for sure whether we'll continue down this route, you know, in the future or whether we'll try and do something different. But um i'm I'm at least like proud that we've been able to pull it off and and do it for now
1: i was gonna say it must be good to have more control over what you can put out especially as you can like write basically write a song record it and then get it out straight away because a lot of times no one's got to approve it no one there's no meetings involved like a lot of times you'll write something and it'll be like oh can't release this for another six eight months sometimes a year so it must be nice to just have that control back
3: yeah, for sure. That, that is a lot of it. It's just like knowing that we have complete, you know, creative freedom. And, you know, fortunately, that's kind of always been the case for the most part, other than the short stint that we were on Atlantic Records. Atlantic kind of had a heavy hand in, in what we were able to do. Um, but, you know, whenever we were on Fearless and ILG and Rise, like they all kind of let us, for the most part, do what we wanted to do. So it's definitely not like, you know, any shade on them. Yeah, it's not creative choice, is it? Right, right. But it is, you know, it is nice to just kind of know that like we don't, you know, this is just our machine and we're able to do whatever we want with it.
0: And with with the stepping away from the label and going more independent, was was there like a band meeting where it's like, okay, you're you've now got this responsibility. You're looking after this, like socials is here, like like songwriting's over here, merchandise is over here, like like
1: assistant to the regional manager.
0: Yeah, like was was the like (laughs) delegation within the band being like, okay, let's let's start giving out some job titles now. Yeah,
3: honestly, yeah, that's that's kind of the case. I mean, it's a little bit loose. Everyone kind of dips their toes into to each aspect of it. But there's, there's certainly, like you said, you know, Jake for a while has kind of handled our merch for the most part. Brooks has just in general, ever since the beginning of the band, been more of like the business side of things and kind of management side of things. And so we, we definitely kind of delegate tasks out a little bit um which is which is nice you know it's nice to kind of feel like everyone's pulling their weight and and working hard and, and making this thing keep moving
0: hell yeah that's awesome to hear well like we can't wait to watch this independence journey and i mean like over here in the uk i don't know if you've heard of a band called enter shikari um, but re- oh, yeah, yeah. well, they recently scored their first ever UK number one album in the UK with their brand new record and they're a band that have been independent, completely independent, completely sure. independent their entire yeah. career. And to get a number one in the UK wow. charts as an independent team, it's a really fucking healthy sign for the music industry from the alternative sphere.
3: Oh man. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. I love inner Shikari and, uh, I will always think of in 2009, whenever we were recording our second album anywhere, but here, uh david Bendiff uh who produced that album he gave us uh a cd of a couple songs of theirs and we would listen to it to and from the studio every day it was like four songs off of amazing is it uh common common, Dread- common yeah. dreads let's go yeah yeah and uh we listen to it just like every day so i, I always think of that whenever i hear inner shikari but uh yeah wonderful band
0: Ah, oh, that's awesome! What a fucking story, Derek. Thank you, sir. <laughs>
1: There's been a lot of sort of. Oh, yeah, I remember like I remember probably one of the first times you meet Six went over to the states. I think they, I think they toured with you guys, and I remember seeing that. But like, oh, because it's always nice when a band from over here that that mainly just played in the UK first go over to the, to the states, and they seem to like hit it off straight away. And I think it might have been like a tour with you, one one of like the old AP tours or something if you yep. remember that yeah
3: yeah that was that was 2009 as well uh, uh it was us and uh the academy is uh, Yumi at six uh, uh set your goals uh secret handshake uh what, that's all. phenomenal what? That, was our, that was our first yeah first, first time getting to know Yumi at six and, and we've had a great relationship with those guys ever since and toured with them many many times yeah. and they're just some of the best dudes
0: Hell yeah. Well, I mean, if it's any consolation, my Mayday Parade are known as some of the best dudes over here as well. You've got such a strong name about yourself. Like, you are one of those bands that everyone knows they're going to deliver when they go and see live. Like, you've got bangers for days live. And you keep churning out bangers as well. More Like a Crash has been out for a couple of weeks. On the start of today's show, we actually reacted to it.
1: We both debated whether we should start the show or come into the show with must mustaches just mustaches cuz yeah, shaved like, in
0: got, got semi decent facial <laughs> yeah. hair going, but it
1: okay, was going it on. was a lot of effort for like a little just a little bit <laughs> cuz i i haven't seen my jawline for a good few years so i don't know what it looks like these days <laughs>
3: it's all hidden <laughs> but- oh that's great that's great yeah well well thank you yeah it's, it's been cool and i know the video is pretty silly uh, but it's fun and um uh, it's yeah it's been so much fun to it was fun to do the video and to put it out, see the reaction. It's been great.
0: And I gotta say, Derek, like your ability to grow a mustache is very commendable, sir. Like a lot of body, a lot of volume going on on that mustache. <laughs> like no patches kicking around. It was full growth, like big bush.
3: Yes. Well, thank you. That's. Uh, I feel like I uh, my beard is not great. My beard does get a little patchy, but the mustache, the mustache comes is solid. Strong, for sure. I love that the yeah. premise
1: of it is just. Uh... We're gonna play this song to test which one which of your moustaches are fake this it's is gonna blow your mustache. <laughs> this song is so good it's yeah. gonna blow your mustache off i love that as a premise of a video
3: <laughs> yeah that's the Paris release. yeah oh. yeah for sure yeah i don't even know uh, i i came up with the idea for the video and i don't even know where it came from just one day was like but well, we had talked about you know if i'm if i'm being honest i feel like a lot of our videos they're, they're tough the music videos are tough and yeah. You kind of have you kind of have this idea in your head of what it's going to be and a lot of times we'll try to do more serious ones and most of the time they come across feeling cheesy and ridiculous um so we kind of felt like let's just like lean into that Hell and yeah. do something that's sil- silly and cheesy and ridiculous you know
0: and it was perfect like we we've been reacting to quite a good few music videos since doing this show and that's one of the strongest music videos that, that we've seen so far and like what I love as well is like it's it's not overly complicated it's not a massive budget you don't have to like blow the bank on it it's something that is entertaining holds people attention but also complements the song really nicely as well because obviously like it's almost like a heads or tails sometimes with Mayday Parade songs it's like is it a love song or is it a breakup song is it a happy one or is it a right. sad one and like I, right. feel like, I feel like you know if, if you're watching the music video and you walk in there with a mustache and the boys have got fake tashes on it's
2: like this is gonna be a happy one (laughs) nice nice
3: yeah well i i appreciate that a lot i really do that's actually whenever we were shooting the video i kind of had this doubt of like is am i insane like is this is this just like (laughs) the dumbest the dumbest idea ever you know And and i wasn't sure if it would translate and work with the song. Um, But uh, no, I appreciate you saying that.
0: Oh, hell yeah. There's no idea too dumb, my friend. Keep on exploring them. But I mean, if more like a crash is a sign of things to come musically from you guys, this is a very healthy position for your band to be in. And I mean, moving forward, like are there plans to just keep on dropping like singles like this? Like, is it the case that you're just going one song at a time at the moment?
3: Yeah, for, for for the time being, pretty much I guess the rest of this year, So we went in early this year and recorded a handful of songs and we're just going to kind of put out, you know, before each tour or whatever it kind of makes sense, put out a new song um, and then hopefully get back into the studio later this year, record a handful more and then just kind of for now do that. I definitely think um, that we'll get in and do another full length at some point. We'll just have to kind of see when that makes sense. But it's just tough, you know, I mean, it's tough to the way things are now. You know, you go in and you record a full length, you got 12 songs, you put them out all at once. And then two weeks later, it kind of feels like, all right, like what's next, you know? And, yep. um well, So it, it seems like just so much to put out all at once. And, and when you kind of sprinkle songs out one at a time, perhaps they get a little more attention. You know,
1: it was a strategy that um, sort of dance artists have been doing for a while. I think Calvin Harris doesn't put up, a, put up albums anymore. He just does singles and it works for him it works for a lot of artists i think on that side of the world it's like why couldn't why can't that be a thing for a lot of
3: other artists yeah i mean it it just makes a lot of sense and i part of it scares me a little because i do i love putting out you know a a body of work that is you know an an album i feel like is important and kind of like almost the statement of like this is our band right now you know um but i don't know we'll have to just kind of see how it makes sense and i'm sure it will happen at some point that maybe there's a world where we can kind of get away with doing both you know
0: well speaking of full-length albums derek your last one that came out two years ago what it means to fall apart beautiful body of work and Like there were so many different moments on that record that conjure so many different feelings. Like some songs just make you want to hop in a car with a top down and just drive down a road whilst the sun is blasting on you. And then other songs like make you contemplate every life decision that you've ever made. And it's like it's such a wonderful journey that you take us on from a song like kids all the way through to I, I can't do this anymore. I mean, like especially with that last song on the record ending on such like a a vulnerable moment and an emotional moment as well, like, and with the journey, like going into the independence as well, like, was that song, like, if it's not too much of an intense question, either like personal life based, or was it work based, because it kind of could be taken in two ways, where the journey of the band's gone on since that being your last full length song.
3: Right, yeah, I mean, I'd say it's a little bit of both, you know, and, and not necessarily all in one world or the other, but just like, kind of like, you know, things, life can be overwhelming, you know? And um, I'd say that that it kind of touches into both the the work side of things, the business side of things, and the personal side of things.
0: Brutal honesty of just, I can't do this anymore. Like everyone can relate to that kind of feeling of just being like, yep, do you know what? That right there, that was my limit i'm clocking off and i'm signing out now i mean like when you're opening yourself up with songs like that like is it quite like a difficult process especially with a band as well like you're writing a song saying i can't do this anymore like you know you've got your brothers in the band there who are going to care about you and be worried about you if you if those are the lyrics that are being provided like was it the case when that song first came out into practice people was like is everything all right or is like is this something that everyone's kind of feeling
3: yeah you know i feel like I guess, and maybe this is a bad way of saying it, but I feel like everyone's kind of, like, used to it at this point. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. we've we written so many pretty, like, depressing songs, you know, and, and very personal songs, and, um, you know, obviously we all kind of check in with each other and make sure everyone's good and everyone's happy and um, we're all getting along fine. And um, But I feel like it's it's, you know, pretty common for a song to come in that's just, like pretty heart-wrenching and and super tragic and just you know pr- kind of depressing honestly so um at this point it just it kind of it's kind of normal i suppose everyone's used to it everyone's it, used to the sad boy moments i love it
1: <laughs> is it is it true you guys right. you guys all sort of grew up together didn't you like before mayday like you were, you just were mates and then so you've yeah. grown up together you've probably had the band for most of your lives now i guess
3: yeah, exactly. I mean, I've, I've known uh, Brooks. I've known the longest uh, since I was 12. And then the rest of the guys about when I was about 15, 16. Um, and we all played in different bands together and, and went to shows together. And uh, there was such a you know close knit local music scene in Tallahassee. And we were all a part of that. and We were raised in that and uh i was 19 whenever we started the band oh, and uh i'm 30 i'm 36 now uh it's been almost 18 years yeah. in this band so it's been coming up on half of my life that i've been in this band it's wild
0: that's literally like raising a child like 18 right years, that's it. it's, it's weird
1: though because because i'm i'm 34 and this sort of mid 2000s to me in my head doesn't seem like that long ago but it's like almost 20 years now. My God. I know. Where did did all that time go?
3: It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Well, speaking of going back all those years, Derek, the first time I discovered your band was courtesy of the Punko's acoustic stuff with the acoustic version of Three Cheers for Five Years. And I mean, if we're talking about like emotional Mayday Parade songs, like that's possibly one of the most if not a contender for the most emotional song that you've ever written and obviously there's two different versions the acoustic one and then the plugged in one do you have a preference of one playing live or is there any standout moments of playing that emotional song live that have stuck in your head
3: yeah for sure i mean it's crazy because that's the first song we ever wrote um and so we've played it at almost every single show we've ever played um I don't know. It's tough. I guess that I, well, you know, I I was going to say I like playing it full band more, but then I don't know, man. There's something about playing it on piano and having the crowd sing and just, you know, the feeling of that. That's so amazing. Um, What I always, you know, get sort of drawn to or what always kind of comes up for me when I think about that song is just the the process of, of writing it and how amazing it was, because you know, we like I said, we were all in different bands together and, and grew up together and we had this idea of taking, you know, three of the guys from this one band and three of the guys from this other band and coming together to form a, a group. But it was kind of controversial, you know. I mean, it was like we're gonna be ditching some of our best friends to to come together and do this thing. And um so we had to have a secret band practice. We're like it was kind of a trial run of like, let's just get these six guys together and jam and see what happens and see if this feels good um and at that first kind of trial run practice we wrote three cheers for five years and it just it felt so right and it all just clicked and it was such an amazing moment of like you know because ever since i was you know 10 years old i've been playing music and trying to find you know other people that were on the same page as me and i met brooks and he was like the first person that was like yes like we're you and i are on the same page like and we were always trying to find the other people to kind of fill out the band and we're always rotating through different members and um that first mayday practice it just locked in right away and was like this is it and it was like you know all of this work that we had done had was finally kind of paying off and it was just a a magical moment so i always i always think about that with that song
1: that is such an awesome story yeah do you still speak to any of the other members from the other bands i
3: i do actually um we're, we're still all buds there was there was a period of time where that wasn't the yeah, case you know whenever we whenever we left our old bands there was a lot of bad blood and a lot of drama and, and things got nothing ever got to the point where it was like physical or anything but there was you know every it kind of there was this big split and some some of our friend group went with those guys and some you know it was just this there was so much drama um but that's like i said that was 18 years ago and now things are all cool and we're still close with with all the old guys and they, they've all gone on to do amazing things and and their lives are great so it's it's you know no hard feelings i oh, said so it had a happy ending then then yeah for sure also they
1: must have heard your music and been like oh fair enough yeah like they, I, uh, no way i couldn't oh
3: yeah i hope so but yeah yeah
1: I can
0: just imagine over the years though the amount of of variations of that song you played on shows, like the amount of tears that must be left on dance room floors because of how many different people have seen that, that song played over the years. But hearing that being the origin story of it just makes it even more magical. That's amazing. And throw forward, what, 18 years down the line and mayday parade is as strong as it's ever been just before we get out of here derek i've actually just had because this is the great thing about the show being live people just coming in and just chatting to us whilst we're doing doing the stream and dr scott just got in touch to say my first live show out of lockdown was mayday parade at leeds beckett union i already love them but i was an emotional mess that night thank you derek and all
3: Oh, tell tell him thank you. And I, I, yeah, we've we've played there a handful of times in Leeds. That's a great city. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we'll hopefully we'll be back through before too long. I I, I miss uh, I miss going over there to the UK.
0: Hell yeah! Well, we miss you as well. But you don't have to wait too long to get back out on the road. Shows coming up this summer with Yellow card and All Time Low, I believe.
3: That's correct. Yeah, it's going to be a busy summer. We're we're out there, man.
1: Yeah, Yellowcard are back. Yeah, they they, are. Back, they they must be back for good now because they. Had a little hiatus, didn't yeah, they? Yeah,
3: they're doing
0: slam dunk as well.
1: They are doing slam dunk.
0: Doing slam dunk festival. What's your set list looking like for for this tour? Like, how hard is it when you when you look at all the singles that you've got to choose from?
3: It's very t- tough, but I guess it's almost easier for this because. So we don't we don't ever do support tours. It's been the last time we supported uh, an, an artist on tour was I think like 2016, and it was all time low. We so we've just been headlining forever, um, and so you know this year we have a handful of support tours. So we're very excited about that, and it's also it's maybe a little bit easier. It's a shorter set, which makes it tough, but it's also like just play the bangers, you know, <laughs> just play, just just play yeah. the most popular songs. When it's a headline set, and you you kind of want to throw in some deep cuts yeah. and like switch things up a little bit, and you kind of want to make people that have come to see you several times happy by switching things out and playing songs they haven't heard live. But when you figure it's a support tour and most of these folks are going to be here to see Yellow Card and All Time Low, you know, just just play the most popular songs and uh, and kind of win some people over, hopefully. And uh, yeah, that's the plan
0: amazing well we know you won't struggle to do that in the slightest Derek. thank you ever so much for taking the time out of your day to come and join us we'll let you get back to your storage unit and hopefully you find some old mayday Prey gold in there like if there's if there is anything i know some keen mayday Prey fans who'd be up for just getting their hands on any sort of memorabilia
3: for sure yeah there's there's definitely a lot here and we're gonna try our best to to make you know use of all of it and uh yeah, thanks so much for having me. And I am so sorry that I was late, especially I didn't realize it was a live show. Okay. I, I feel like an idiot. Person. No apologies
0: yeah. needed, my friend. We're brand new to this as well. So like it it, it was good practice for us to be able to spitball a little <laughs> bit and <laughs> kill some time. So, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We appreciate it, my friend. Thank you ever so much for your time. And have a great day, Derek. My friends, Cheers, one and make some
3: noise. With Derek, you're yeah! amazing, okay, well, you, Look forward to seeing you soon, all right? Hell Cheers, yeah. Thank have you, a good Derek.
1: day. That was amazing. What a nice guy. What a fucking I say story. That, I say that after every interview, but he was a genuinely very nice. What guy. a story about Three Tears for Sweet revenge being the first song that band yeah. ever wrote. That's huge. It's, it's weird, isn't it? When you think about like, because I know it, there's been a few bands where it's like their first ever song they wrote have been like <laughs> some massive, massive tunes. I think Yeah. It, I can't remember what it was. But it was one of Panic's big songs was the first song they ever wrote as well. Just so, going into the studio. I, just maybe. imagine being like... I've got a a little song idea.
0: There we go. Right there, my friends. It is our pleasure to introduce to the show the band whose brand new single we were just reacting to. It's called Bloodbath. Please show a lot of love and appreciation for Aliche and Blake from Lake Malice. Hello. (laughs)
2: What's up, guys? (laughs) Cheers having us. Thank you ever so
0: much for coming on. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. How are you both?
4: We're good. Um, just, we... we're just working at six. Know, <laughs> and, you know, like, <laughs> crazy rock star life, definitely. But, yeah, good.
0: Well, that yeah, crazy man. rock star life really is providing at the moment because you're providing us with such good fucking music. Like, <laughs> we were just listening to Bloodbath just then. And... Bloodbath. Oh, We're having Blood this argument, bath. right? To Ollie, it's Bloodbath. To me, it's Bloodbath. How, which, which
2: way are you saying it? Uh, let's find out. Yeah, you
4: named it, right? Me? I... I... I don't even speak English. <laughs> blood bath. I don't know. See, it's, it, but yeah. it's the
1: whole northern thing, because I, I would say bath, laugh, grass, ass. I wouldn't say Wait. bath, laugh. What's the difference again? <laughs> Sorry, can you
4: say it?
1: Can you say again? So people from typically from the s- southern regions, or even Midlands for this guy, will p- pronounce, put an R in the name. Blood put bar. an R in the in the word. Blood bath. Blood, blood bath. Whereas all his blood bath. Blood bath.
0: With two Fs on the end.
1: Yeah, two Fs. <laughs>
4: the difference. <laughs> so you not hear the uh... <laughs> wow, funny, but it's you no, know,
0: it's it's the same because you're Italian, aren't you? I do believe. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so
0: in in Italy, there's like because I studied Italian for two years at secondary school. All I can say is "Mi chiamo John." That's it. Two years of Italian. That's the only thing I can say. That's
4: great. That's great. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I just do a whole trip. Just to- <laughs> 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 nice to you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I came back from a recent trip to Italy, and the only word I can remember is "fart." I've just been using "fart" as much as possible. Wait, what is it?
1: What is that? that exactly?
2: Hilarious. Yeah,
4: no one I else say? did. Come on, wanna show off?
2: Scorigia. <laughs> <No? But just, laughs> fuck. Try. Go on then.
4: Just oh,
2: I Can't roll. Can't roll all the answer. Oh,
0: correggia. That was nice. That sounds that so satisfying. Important thing.
4: I'm glad uh, we managed to contribute to your live stream.
0: <laughs> hey, you've taught me more Italian just then than I learned in two years. So.
1: Welcome to the John Mahan Show, Italian special. Well, today we're going to learn how to say fart.
0: Yeah, in Italian. <laughs> we'll, we'll get ourselves a. <laughs> we Discord all the
4: time, and we? I like teach <laughs> to all of our fans. It's yeah.
2: my favorite thing. Well, it seems like every interview anything we ever do sort of veers its way towards talking about like farting and pooping and. Eventually, doesn't it? Yes. At least yeah. for you,
1: anyway. It it's seems... quite important to me, to be fair. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. not sure how we manage that. Well, part, but... everyone, po- everyone farts. Everyone yeah. poops. Yeah, it's it's can't it's, escape it. It's
0: a very mutual ground for topic of conversation. It's very relatable content.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're not here to talk about <laughs> farts true. and poops. We're here to talk about lake malice
0: and your brand new <laughs> single, Bloodbath. Thank you ever so much for dropping this on Friday, because like genuinely, like like the reaction we just had to it then, like. Just we, we didn't actually make it through the whole song. We got about two thirds of the way through it. But like that opening riff and like the energy straight off the bat for like thematically what is a very, very serious song. Like a lot of people like, you know, when they try and do like a serious song, they either make it slower or like a little bit like like piano bass. Whereas with this one, you've just gone straight energy and straight aggression. Was that something that you were keen to have as the driving force behind the song melodically?
4: Yeah, 100%. There's a lot of rage in the song as well. And thematically, it is, you know, based on a feeling of anger and frustration. So, I think, like, we had this kind of this just that position, is that a word? Yeah, yeah. Between, like, really kind of heavy themes, but also very fast-paced with, um, even the previous release, um, we had a song talking about really like, heavy mental health problems, but it was really, really fast-paced. Uh, just, like, the kind of the you know, contrast, I think. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That
1: was uh, Stop the Party, wasn't it?
4: Yeah,
1: correct. Yeah, is,
4: yeah. Oh, I, oh, I just I wanted
2: this you. like really aggressive. This one, I just I felt like we, we a lot of the songs i have written, I could kind of approach them kind of from a, almost like a non-conventional sort of like approach to writing. Sort of, what is technically metalcore. Yeah.
1: This
2: one, I just really want a heavy, low tune guitar. Well,
1: we were saying like the well, the production on this is great. You worked with Carl, Bound, didn't you? We
2: did. Yeah. We also had um, some additional production from um, John Cass, who's like oh, yeah, yeah. the um, synth player in As Everything Unfolds. Sick. Yeah, he's absolute genius. Like he, he came around one one evening and just like, absolutely aced it in like half an hour. Basically, he, he's an absolute wizard. Give him like sitting sit down like a computer, and he just can, he can do wonders. Yeah, we're with those like, hands,
4: five songs in like two <laughs> seconds, and we like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll be spending like five months on this. <laughs> All right, don't show up. Yeah, can we
2: spend more time with half. you, please? <laughs>
4: yeah, that's what we actually want to do. So yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm, well, I'm not like. Super like confident when it comes to adding the sort of the more electronic production stuff. Yeah, but I, I I can get to what I want, what's in my head, but it just takes me quite a while. But then like, John Cast turns up and he, yeah, he just kind of he just knows exactly what to do. He can make any sound you want, I reckon.
0: That's awesome.
2: You make a sound, you make a weird noise, and he can do it. That's awesome, and I mean, like we would, we were literally just discussing, like,
0: because I wondered what the BPM of this tune was, because like that breakbeat felt quite drum and bass inspired. So I was like, for me, it feels around like the eighty-seven mark. Like, is it like eighty-seven
1: BPM for you? one one seven five for
0: one seven five. I would say
2: close. It's one six nine. One six
0: nine. Okay, so it wasn't too far off. That's like
1: that's like the sex number,
0: isn't it?
2: 169 <laughs> <laughs> 369 <laughs> Professional show I why it's 169 it
0: just is <laughs> so random No but like talking about having those influences coming from other genres like having a song that you know is like the drum and bass kind of beat but then as you said you start mapping out some synth patterns and you bring in like this extra element of production that isn't usually associated with guitar based music but we're starting to see a lot more of and it's fucking awesome to see a band like up and coming like yourselves who are still so fresh in the scene not being afraid to experiment with these sounds and these ideas is this music that you guys grew up listening to and stuff that you wanted to influence the Lake malice project
2: for me i just i I think i i've always been in love with metalcore but like i guess like recent years i kind of felt the genre becoming a little bit sort of stale for me really i just kind of it, it, it took bands like Bakovi and Orgasm to sort of made me, make me realise that you can just throw in any sort of sounds you want and just kind of, just get really creative with it and just kind of take what otherwise would be quite, I guess, like generic sort of like metal riffs that I end up writing and just kind of turn them into the, these kind of more fun sort of approached things.
1: <laughs> Because that's the thing with metalcore, especially with modern, modern metalcore, there's been like a formula that bands have copied and it's been successful for some bands. But then, yeah, after a while, it just gets stale. It's like we've heard the screamy, screamy, screamy verse, singy, singy chorus, breakdown, repeat. It's like we've heard that a hundred times. It's like we need to need something a bit different. A bit, yeah. Extra spice yeah. in there.
4: 100%. I think it's only natural that, you know, going forward, the genre will evolve and change. Otherwise, you know, well, what's what's the point? And exactly. it's all coming from just, uh, you know, again, different influences and, and kind of melting pot of what we've been listening to. But um, to be fair, when we started, I didn't even know whether I wanted this to be completely like a guitar-based kind of project. Sick. We we're kind of playing with ideas around. We have entire songs that don't have guitars involved at all. Sick. We're so open to um just experimenting, as you said. And the sooner you do that, the better, because, you know, that's the audience yeah. that we want to talk to. We want to talk to, you know, open-minded people who are happy to see this gap between metal and pop and electronic music become smaller and smaller over time.
2: Hell yeah. yeah. And We're I'm, both, like, well into pop, aren't we? We just, it's, I think it's kind of, it's fun to sort of, like, add pop elements into metal. I just, I sort of yeah. really like what happens when you do that.
1: But I, but I think, like, like, sorry, that's like, like, Sleep Token are probably one of the band, best bands that do that. They pretty much write pop songs but then they'll have some super heavy bit and it. it's like and people are like oh i, I like it but even though it's pop but it's like of course you like it it's just <laughs> just because it's got a bit of heavy in it, it doesn't take away from the the poppiness i guess i know it's a good yeah, it's a good mix to have about
4: like demon, demonizing like pop music yeah. in, the metal,
1: in the metal scene that i, I hate like, that i hate i
4: hate that
0: like yeah like the genre gatekeeping it's like as soon oh. as something sounds a little bit too charty it's like get in the <laughs> what? what is it doing near my stuff?
1: How dare he croon on this song?
0: Yeah, it's like, right, you like, you do realise it's a fucking manga, don't you?
1: It's, my, it's the people online that like type in all caps as well. Yeah,
4: <laughs> uh,
0: this isn't. That's
4: uh, That's what they sound like yeah. in real life. Yeah. But I've it's
0: people it's They've so gone refreshing gone. to have a band like yourselves not being afraid to push push those envelopes and push push the genre boundaries. And I mean, like moving forward with, with the Lake Malice sounds like, like in terms of like your follow-up ideas, is this something that you're keen to pursue? Is this idea of, you know, making sure that, like, you know, as you said, with that metal core scene getting a little bit stale, like not having songs that people could turn around and say, well, that song just sounds like that song. Is that something that you've really focused on at the moment?
2: Yeah, like I... I think we both know where we want to go with the project in terms of like influences. And there's like a certain sound we want to get to that we're kind of building towards, I think, in terms of like kind of more of the hyper pop influences. Um, But it's it's a a kind of a journey, I think, this project for us. We're both pushing ourselves in terms of what we we're familiar with, like our comfort zones. And we're we're kind of incorporating, you know, lots of new sounds as we go. And we're sort of veering towards it. Um, But yeah, I think we've all we've always like kind of set out with this project to just kind of not be conventional, basically, but also still try and write songs that feel like they're part of that scene, I guess, because it's a scene we absolutely love within the, end of the day. Um yeah, it's it's just been like one of the most creatively fulfilling things I've ever done. I've wanted to do i wanted to do projects like this forever. Never really known the right people. All, all the my kind of like hometown mates, sort of back in the day, were quite like into the more purist sort of side of like mm. metalcore I guess and it was like The gatekeepers. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. And it's it's just really refreshing working with someone like Alice who is just like such like her influences are so diverse. And it's really opened my mind up to like what, what we could do with the project as well.
0: Hit us with some of those influences if you don't mind Alice, like what what's what's some of the stuff that you listen to? I'm excited now.
4: Put on the spots, for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I, I come from like a, a heavy background too, you know, when I was a teenager, still now, you know, I still listen to metalcore and metal bass, like genres and subgenres. And, but I think like in the last few years, I just kind of moved more towards, you know, electronic music and pop music. I'm a big fan of um, everything that comes from this kind of hyperpop movement that has been incredible yeah. in terms of like sound design. I've been listening to a lot of um, Charlie XCX has got some really cool production on one of her EPs. Oh, yeah. With Sophie, a producer that unfortunately passed away recently, but uh, they were like quite um, kind of forward thinking in terms of how they could take these pop sounds to an extreme somehow. And some of these songs, to be fair, I, I would mosh to them, even if they're, they're pop. Um, and yeah, there's an entire scene there. You have Slater, you have Dorian Electra, you have like Kim Petras, you have. Um, yeah, it's just a bunch of artists that I really just um, enjoy listening to. Um, it's yeah it's an easy listen because it is pop music and it, when i write i do realize that that comes so natural now thinking in a pop structure in a awesome. way where i just want things to be catchy you know oh yeah to be stuck in your head and that's um that's something that i try to achieve it's, every time i write like vocals you know so, it's the
1: adele yeah. the adele theory or i watched something with her and it was like make every every lyric every melody count like you don't want any throwaway melodies any throwaway lines everything you write has to mean something or like have a purpose in the song i think that's that's a great way to look at music it's like why would you want to write something that's just a segue between sections make it all yeah
4: 100 percent. that's count. you know all we try to do at least but yeah yeah and
0: exactly. i really think you've you've like, like, smashed it on this new single because, like, the opening line of that chorus, like, we, like, we only got to the, well, one no, we had two choruses, we were just about to get to the breakdown before you guys joined the stream, and like that first line, like, sorry, Mister Perfect, like, like the vocal, oh, that was beautiful, John. Yeah, oh yeah, it's nowhere near
2: as good.
1: <laughs> smashed it. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: you should have heard my Amy Lee impression earlier on this show. I made it sound like Chad Kroger,
4: so <laughs> it was
0: but like that little vocal melody of like those couple of notes like i've only heard that chorus twice and already like whilst we've been talking on the stream that 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 loops that's been going on loop in my head just like over and over again and like i've only heard the chorus once so that yes. idea of like <laughs> writing these instantly hooky pop feeling melodies like it's working like it's it's a formula that's working yes. and have you, have you noticed it with your live shows as well like if you're playing to like a room full of new people maybe like on a support run and like you know you do the first chorus and then the second chorus there's a couple of people like malvin along to what you did on the first one
4: yes a hundred percent yeah 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 it's a. Uh, I think like I, I write also like relatively simple lyrics i'm not like you know this kind of poet i'm quite like you know literally with what i write so i think like i don't know maybe from my perspective i think for like for people it's easier to you know kind of sing along and um it happened like a lot with like songs like black turbine for example where you know you have a very simple chorus very like kind of single type of type of chorus um so yeah you definitely notice that when we when we play live that's that's the best part like the response from the public is the best part definitely and we play mostly to new audiences to be fair because we've been supporting Uh other bands so far so speaking of which
1: i first saw you guys last year at the Deadwax in Birmingham supporting Death Blooms. That I think that was your oh, wow. first your first ever tour, and I was like, because uh, I was like blown away. I was like, who are, who are this band? And I remember like speaking to you afterwards. And I was like, I couldn't believe this was like your first run. And since then, that was probably just over a year ago, right? Yeah, And since <laughs> since, yeah. since then, like an... yeah yeah. Since then, you've done some big tours. You've done you've been all over Europe now, haven't you? Just you came back who you were with a uh, bloody word weren't you a couple of weeks ago yeah
4: we were this um how was that all oh it was amazing it was yeah experience of a lifetime it was a month on the road which we've never done before um there's all these kind of concerns when you leave where you don't know whether you're gonna hate each other in the touring crew after a while. Whether you, your voice is gonna survive all of that because you've never done it before. Yeah. Whether you know financially as well is like, so you know there's all these kind of like you know question marks. But then when you when you're in the moment and you're doing it, it's just like living the dream. You know, it's it's been absolutely insane for me.
2: Yeah, I I just I just didn't want it to end. <laughs> I just I just you'd think like a month of gigs, you'd be like, okay. Probably enough for, for me for a bit. Oh. Like,
1: oh, wait, I just, saw you know, in um.
2: I was like, I just, I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to go back to yeah. the normal life. I just wanna live this experience over and over again forever.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, you get a bit addicted, don't you, to the sort of the high, I think, of going on stage perhaps. Yeah, you but... <laughs> get poor blues after
1: that. You're a
0: hundred percent getting there though, where like this will without a shadow of a doubt, like you're like I don't doubt that like within the next year, if not too, like you're gonna be touring internationally, you're gonna be like going over to the States, you're gonna be going over to Australia and like those. What oh, do you think? Those oh, of, without without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, like if like because my, my next question to you is going to be off the back of what Ollie just said. If Ollie saw you last year and that's kind of like your first run, how long was Lake Malice a thing before you actually did your first run of shows? Because if that's the case, your turnaround from forming the band, writing the songs, doing your first run to where you are now with the video and the song that we just watched, that is fucking insane. It's been a, program. It's been a, hell, of oh. a hell of a year. <laughs> oh,
4: that's amazing to hear. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah
2: so we we started the project (laughs) during lockdown in 2021 and like it was just the case of me seeing this like facebook ads that alicia posted i think it was like one of these like brighton like Brighton metal community sort of things yeah so yeah we just it went from there really we just sort of like got got chatting and then like demoing during lockdown
4: how far was that from tour was it like that? well that
2: was probably about i just just before summer i think of 2021 and then we released a couple of tracks and that tour happened in February. So the following February, we weren't, we weren't sort of expected to gig, to be honest with you. We were just like, okay, we can exist for a little bit as an internet band. We didn't really have any expectations for the project becoming more than that.
4: And, um, but also like live shows weren't really happening when we were like, it wasn't a thing cause it was locked down. So like, live music was in a very strange position, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just, I think we, didn't want to turn down this 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 tour offer because for me personally i I've, I've dreamt of nothing but being a touring musician sort of most of my you know life i guess as, a, as an aspiring musician um we probably weren't quite ready to be
1: didn't, entirely honest with you we probably should, you do double duties on the off can <laughs> you do double duties yeah, on that tour saw, as well
4: we had to write them before getting on tour to, to <laughs> by the way we
1: need at least five songs
2: so we can do a set <laughs> yeah <laughs> Just, it was like just a bit of filler a, in the yes. middle. It was like okay, now we've got to actually practically make this work. <laughs> I ended up like filling in on guitar as well for the headline band, so it ended up being like yeah, you, you've did two
1: two sets a night for a whole tour. Which is <laughs> Jesus, crazy. Blake, yeah. that's
0: yeah. Iron
2: Man behavior. Pretty tough, yeah.
4: Yeah, he was broken. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, At the end of every show, it's like,
0: okay, you don't load out. Just sit down and have
2: five minutes.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. I think it's, it, in a way, it's like prepared me for, you know, nothing could be as difficult as that in a way. Oh, so hell yeah.
1: Like baptism like, by fire, straight up.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And, it... <laughs> and coming up, think... you've got um, some support shows with Vokovi. Then you've got Download Festival, I believe. And then some shows with Vended which is very exciting.
2: Just huge, 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 huge. Yeah, it's unreal.
4: Yeah, to, to us, it's very, um. It's like, we're quite big fans of, uh, especially for Kobe. <laughs> and yes. That's one of our main influences as well. So like, being able to go on tour with them, it's just, uh, it's mind blowing at this point in time. It's really something we didn't expect at all. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, you know, talking about that, And then download that to me. Oh, and
1: two thousand trees as well. Apparently, yeah. Someone
0: just pointed out two thousand trees. Don't forget trees. One of the
1: best festivals, in my opinion.
0: Yeah,
2: hands down. Everyone we everyone we speak to says that. I've never been. So, oh you are in for a treat.
4: Everybody says the same thing. Are you in for a treat? I swear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are you doing the whole weekend? Have you? Have you? You not got to go off anywhere? We've nothing planned think, uh, at the moment. Yeah. Okay, yeah, sweet. Spend a couple of days in the Cotswolds. Like it's, it, al- it's beautiful always beautiful It's there, always it? sunny. Like the rolling hills yeah. of Cheltenham. It's just beautiful everywhere yeah. you look. And like something else was beautiful, and I want to go back to talking about the new single "Bloodbath." Was the makeup in this oh. video was unbelievable? That first shot where like it sort of zoomed in on your face and you got that steel look going around your eyes, like that's amazing. Was that something that you storyboarded beforehand, or was that something that like on the day the MUA was just like, "I've got this idea."
4: Um, I think. Because for live shows, I've been buying a lot of shit, like, <laughs> I've been buying a lot of, like, <laughs> random bits um, and makeup stuff. So, I, I, yeah, I tend to order some some of these bits from different websites, and, and I bought that kind of, I don't know what you call it, that thing that you mentioned, like, around your eyes. Yeah. So I had that, uh, and I thought, um, because we, you know, we kind of are into this uh, sort of Blade Runner kind of look and futuristic vibes as well. Um, I, yeah, I just kind of figured why not try that. Uh, It's not something we planned because um, our main focus that month was to shoot the stop the party video, which was really difficult to organize. So bloodbath was a bit of an afterthought in that moment. It was like, we're gonna find a location and we're going to figure something out. And then, you know, it came out all like two weeks before. It was really badly organized, but it, it turned I, out I
0: really think well. I think it turned have... out great. It's, it's, ama- it, about this. it's amazing. Like we were just, we were talking about the graphics. Well, as we were also,
1: it. I had to educate John because there's a Fifth Element reference in there, which John's never watched. He's never seen <gasps> Fifth Element. Yeah, I'm not a,
0: not no. a big like old film guy. Like... Back when Bruce
1: Willis had hair.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I've been educated hard today.
4: You have to watch it. It's it's an amazing one of the best,
1: yeah, best sci-fi films. My, in my
4: It's a uh, yeah. It's a little cheesy, but I like I like a bit of cheese, and it's definitely like um yeah. It's just it's just really good. I, I'm not good at describing things. I'm, I'm always like it's either shit or good. <laughs> <It's weird. laughs>
1: Gary Oldman but, as well, isn't it? Is he? Carol Min, Mila, what, what, what's Mila her name? K-
4: Mila Jokovic? Jokovic. I don't know how to pronounce that. Yeah, um, yeah it's a massive reference to that. I so do think that if she comes into this world, this kind of creature that is super naive, yeah. and it, I can kind of compare it with the theme of the song where, you know, it's. We can get more into depth if you want. But, you Hell know, yeah, no, feel, feel free
0: to. Please feel free oh,
4: to. Well, yeah, I, I think, like, yeah, the... the you know the comparison with her is just um, is just about how you know this song is mainly about how I felt in my early twenties in certain relationships where I wasn't really happy to be treated in a certain way, but then I thought it was okay and it was normal um, to then only realize maybe later on in life that you don't have to settle for you know people treating you really bad. Um, so yeah, that, that was like the, the the kind of comparison. It's really far kind of. Um, uh, metaphor, but I thought, yeah, that, that would fit quite nicely with the with the look and everything. So yeah.
0: That's such a like beautiful way of turning something like incredibly like traumatic and horrible like into like something positive in the end like that's taking something negative and turning it into something positive and that's a beautiful message for people to take away from this song is like yeah i I went through this shit and experienced this shit but look at the beautiful piece of art that has emerged on the other side after all of this learning and after all of this healing so that's that's an amazing story, Alicia. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And like right. one, one of the benefits of this show being live is always just saying it to Derek from Mayday Parade is that whilst this show's going out, we get to see people's comments and Amber just tuned in in the comments saying, thanks for asking that question about the makeup, John. Cause I was wondering that about the the silver stuff around your eyes. And I mean, I, I said I said you had an MUA on that day. Did you do all that whole, you look yourself?
4: Yeah, yeah, all of this. So I, I bleached my eyebrows um, and I looked insane for a bit at work as well. <laughs> like, like, why don't you so expressless, right? Like, expressionless, sorry. And then, um, yeah, that, that stuff I bought it on... Uh, doll scale or something like that it's a website that's got a lot of like alternative clothing and stuff so you know if anybody's interested you can <laughs> go and
0: that's get a it, hell of know. a talent like 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 and like quite a lot of process are well, you know when you tell like whip. i don't if don't know if anyone's watching has ever been to a music video shoot but like like as a day as a whole like from just watching a couple of them they look really fucking stressful so like with all the stuff you've got to do that day worrying about having to do all this makeup as well that's
1: that's badass well, cal in the chat says he Thanks. was at the uh stop the party video says it was a very sweaty sweaty day
4: yeah yeah we were in the basement of this guy in brighton i don't know how we managed to find that location i literally just tossed around and somebody popped up and said yeah you can use our basement um that was crazy um yeah the neighbors did complain but you know we, we got away with it and you know Lockheed was really supporting and kind of really helping us to you know tune things down at a certain point but um yeah we, we just told our fans and lots of friends and fans showed up um I didn't think anybody was going to show up on the day to be honest and it had to look like a party so it was kind of essential um so thank God for that um and <laughs> also a small like,
1: gathering you...
4: online thank you for coming that day like you made the whole day amazing it was so much fun it was sweaty, but it was worth it. And the energy levels, it's so hard to keep them up when there's a lot of people. And they have to listen to the song a thousand times and still have fun, you know? Like, oh, hell yeah. Like,
1: I've never actually been on a music video shoot.
4: Have you not? That
0: surprises me. Like, Ollie has missed a Video Content Making King, so that... That does surprise me. you never
1: done a music video shoot before. Behind the camera, in it? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, a, the... I'm, the, I'm the face now.
0: Yeah. I like I, Ollie, Ollie's <laughs> so unused to being in front of a camera. Like, I've dragged him from the other side and, like, pulled him into this line of work, kicking and screaming. But he's crushing it.
1: John was like, do you want to do a, a show? I was like, yeah, I'll, be, I'll just sit behind the camera. He's like, no, you're on. You're on there. You're on there. <laughs> yeah. Coming to you live from John's Yeah.
0: As well. <laughs> so, in terms of lake malice uh, there's one thing i wanted to talk to you about and that was the fact that we've actually shared a stage with each other at face down in london a couple of months ago which is the night that I'm a resident DJ at. I DJ there the first Friday of every month, and I was there. I had I had the difficult task of following you that evening. So like you jump on stage, rip an amazing set, like one of the most like heavily attended like face down live performances they've had since I've been working there, and well, th- and then and then I have to jump on and DJ afterwards. But in actual fact, we asked face down for for a little clip of you guys performing, and we actually. Uh,
1: no. Just clips of your live show apparently we haven't
0: watched it yet yeah we haven't watched, we watched it, it together oh, no way I'm gone. but my question to you was like how different was it performing at like one o'clock in the morning at a nightclub in london compared to like a usual set time of you know like 8 30 9 p.m
2: that show was there just stress for me <laughs> 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 i had an awful time
4: <laughs> like for me i think it's fine for me because coming from the italian culture where everything is moved very late at night it's yeah, yeah. a normality well maybe for you it was a bit more like
2: <gasps> we yeah we had a bit of miscommunication with our drummer that, that day and we um ends up without a drum kit so we, no! we spent all of our sound check and all of the lead up where we would have been like getting ready and whatever getting in the zone just trying to source a drum kit well <laughs> at least think- we
4: had until 1am to sort it out yeah. yeah
2: that was good did not it yeah <laughs>
0: lucky oh my days well yeah like that that set that you did at face down like i remember like because thing is is that like i've watched quite a few bands come through and as you can see by some of these like video clips like the room was full front to back side to side like that's a full dance floor of people at one o'clock in the morning coming to see your band and like as we were talking earlier about that idea of you know like maybe like you because you're so fresh like quite a lot of the people you're performing to new fans and for that kind of energy at one o'clock in the morning that's got to be a good sign that your band's doing something
1: right
4: Oh my god! I, it's amazing. I, yeah, I hope so. I never, I never think that it's because of us, because like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, Well, they're there because you know alternative it's it's music. They love that. Oh, and there's a band. Like, I, I never think. Oh, yeah, they want to see us. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's just like. A...
0: <laughs> oh, I can gas you up all the way on that front, though, and tell the absolute truth. Like, they absolutely were there to see you, and like video footage like that is like punch and proof in the pudding.
1: Yeah, well, I saw you guys at. Uh... Um, collision fest in Bedford, and I believe you did two shows that day. And then you came and headlined the, <laughs> the, the but you, honestly, when you hit the stage, the energy levels in that room went from zero to 100. It was great. I think like it was, like,
4: oh, it was such a good show that day was absolutely insane, though. Because mm-hmm. uh,
1: I feel like you loaded the, in just the, before everyone. you had to play, didn't you? I uh, pretty much, I yeah.
4: threw up right before I got oh, really, <laughs> I, I was not very good when I wasn't well at all that day, I had like really, it's just lots of stomach issues from pretty much the weekend in Brighton. Um, and I thought it was gonna sell, like, I just thought, you know, a couple of days, you know, because you're on tour, you're not eating very well, surely it's like gonna get better. But by that day, and I thought, why this day out of all days of the tour, because we have two shows today. I just, I kind of fought through it, but then I paid the consequences the day after, I had to pull out of the Glasgow show. I was not in a good place. Um, but yeah, I think, like, bloody would definitely heard me in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's awful.
0: Like, is she is she practicing like, vocals okay? in there? <laughs> like, are you warming up your screams? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: it sounds pretty much the same. But, so. yeah, awesome. <laughs> but yeah, the show was great and it was so worth it, definitely.
2: Yeah, it's a privilege getting to play twice in a day, like let alone once. It, everything we do this project, like it just blows me away every time. Like that's why, like we, I don't think we can really process you tell us like people are there for us we're like nah surely not but yeah get getting to, to play headline that, that second stage at collision was was amazing because it, yeah. it was our first ever headline performance wasn't it pretty yeah, much yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. in the
2: middle of a, of a support tour and um we, we we basically had to to bring back like some of the older songs that we, we first wrote on that that very first tour because we we weren't quite at that that headline sort of level but it's just come around so quick yeah. these offers and it just blows us away, completely. But yeah, it was a good show, wasn't it? It's was fun. Yeah, it's like I've got, well,
1: we've got forty-five minutes, or just a, just play every song you have, really.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just every single
1: song.
4: Very you, slowly. Very
2: slowly. <laughs> Half time. In long gaps in between. We'll thing. make this one acoustic. <laughs> yeah.
4: Just, play, yeah. just
1: before every every breakdown, just hold it out as long as you can. Just, just put, China. Make that pit bigger, bigger. Come on,
4: all the way to the back. Or, Keep on going. Or you can do one of those very long introductions where that's like, yeah. people are really good at doing this. I don't know how they do it, but they do like amazing speeches about like really deep like topics. I can't do that, so it's really hard. But I'm thinking like, maybe we should try and do that. Just a very long introduction and backing in. That just
1: reminded me, I went on tour with my my friend's old band Shapes. And uh, they, yeah, they had a 45 minute slot on a, on a support tour and they're like, we don't, we don't really want to play like some of the songs for this. <laughs> so what they did was like, they just, we started the set, but just had a five minute song play before they came on. Uh, and then that was the intro. So that counted as the set time. Oh, so just... Perfect.
4: There you go. That's, That's a good thing. idea, isn't it? Sorted. Yeah. Thank you. I was going to say, <laughs> have you got any
0: emergency covers that you could bust out? We wanted oh to do a
4: Linkin
2: Park cover, didn't
0: we?
1: But,
4: oh, I love that. But yeah. then you're also afraid of how people... like Because, you know, some songs, you just can't... Which song? Because people be like, oh, my God, they, they, they ruin it. <laughs>
3: Can you imagine?
4: <laughs> it needs to be such a good cover to be played live, I think. So I'm, I, I'm not too confident about what we have. <laughs> but it would be cool to, yeah, to play something like Linkin Park or Limp Bizkit would be so cool.
0: I mean, we were just listening to, like, your screams on Bloodbath just then, like... Like that's a scream that would do Chester Proud, so don't shy away from a Linkin Park cover. Like if oh, that man. if, if that's something that's the nicest uses, thing
4: I've ever been told. Uh, <laughs> so no, maybe-
0: genuinely
1: like <clears throat> like like we were saying. I think you could nail a Linkin Park song to Yeah.
0: Be hell yeah. Like, like take your pick at anything of hybrid theory.
4: Oh my God, yeah. I'd like to do One Step Closer, so. Uh, yes. I'm of shut it. Shut up and, when
0: I'm talking uh, to you. I would love to hear your screen do that breakdown, that shut
4: up when I'm talking to you. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think about it every day when I talk to still people. still one of the best <laughs> songs. <I> mean, <laughs> it would be so if, natural.
0: I, there's a couple of weeks before Download Festival. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, people wouldn't
1: complain if maybe you just, could like work it, it in.
0: Yeah, there's like a little, a little
1: just thing Just ding, work ding, it into the ding, end of ding, the set. Ding, or yeah, just
0: do like first virus, last chorus. There's no pressure. Let's just do that. Should...
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we'll just plant we'll yeah. that seed that. and just, <laughs> see what just see what happens. Do
1: you happens. know uh, what stage you're playing at Download?
2: Yeah, we're on the Dogtooth stage oh, nice. on the Saturday. I think we're like the third band on.
1: That's not that's until a good time That's a good slot. Because I, I feel like that's the sort of time a lot of people like are wandering in, and the dog's tooth stage is sort of. I feel it's quite near the entrance for a lot of people. Especially right next, if they've yeah. not changed
0: the map, it's the one that's right next to the entrance.
1: So even if people are just wandering by, I'm, I'm sure your tent will be. Oh,
0: I'll be round. Yeah. I mean, oh, like I so. the rafters really So nervous so. about that. My nervous. <laughs> yeah, my my
4: nervous. My my nightmare is just, like, <laughs> getting out there and then
1: having like tumbleweeds. <laughs> like, like, Hello, yeah. download. Just no just <laughs> <that> one. <laughs>
4: Saying in Italy, like when there's nobody around, it's like, oh, yeah, there was just like four cats. Wow, I don't know
2: <laughs> why.
1: Well, John and I will be there. Oh.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll be there for sure. And I think your days of worrying about the size of your crowd are going to end very, soon. So very at least you'll have
1: two people in the crowd.
0: Yeah, like your <laughs> your your crowds are only <laughs> going to get bigger from here. But I mean, just before we get out of here, my last question to you was going to be obviously with like the thematics of Bloodbath. What is the reception from your fan base been like to a song about this kind of subject matter? And like hearing you open up about these topics, like what's the feedback that you've gotten since Friday been like?
4: it's been, it's been amazing, I have to say, um, because a lot of people can relate, I feel like a lot of people who follow us are pretty much in the same age range as well. Um, and, I've you know, even privately, I've got so many messages from both people I've never met, but also like maybe old friends that I haven't talked to in so long. Uh, some university classmates that I haven't seen in ages been like, hey, you know, like, I just wanted to let you know this, this song really like spoke to me. And I um, I'm just glad i'm not alone i feel like yeah a lot of people get to a certain point in their lives but they you know when you think about maybe an old argument or something that you've gone through and think i wish i said this or i wish i I kind of did it in a different way and it's not about regret it's just more about realizing how far you've come i guess and 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 just you know getting out of those situations it's it's okay to cut ties sometimes with the toxicity that comes from other people in your life so um yeah it's been great so far definitely yeah
0: for sure that's wonderful and it's so awesome to see the that people are actually reaching out and saying that stuff because more often like people will voice the stuff that they don't like and like if they do like something they won't reach out and like talk about it and it's so awesome to see that people are telling you just how much they love everything that you're doing and it's only going to continue but elite and blake thank you ever so much for taking the time out of your day oh, to come and thank you and guys chat to us. Oh, thank you
1: it's
2: an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for
0: having us. Thank you so much for having us. No, genuinely, any time you want to come on the show, the show is yours to, to come on at any point in time. Anytime you drop a song and you want to come on and talk about it, like, feel free. It's always an open invite. We'll definitely reach out.
4: Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, man. You guys have a lovely thank evening. You, yeah. you too,
0: guys. Thank you so much. And we will see you at Download Festival. My friends, give oh, a yeah. lot of love and support to Alice and Blake from Lake <laughs> Valley. Thank you, my friends. Thank
1: you so much. Oh, lovely guys.
0: Fucking amazing
1: people. Yeah, that's actually well. I think I I briefly spoke to them when I first saw them at that that show, like the first ever tour. But I think like yeah, it's it's just very nice to see a band that you are impressed with seeing them live to to, to where they are now. It's great. It's it's lovely to see. It's awesome. It's so it's great to see on. that you can still start a band now. And get big yeah. do or do stuff with it because yeah. it's people I think a lot of people now get put off by like starting music or starting yep. a band like because it's uh, everything's oversaturated. there's so many different artists, but if you truly believe in what you're doing and you yep. think you've got something unique Fucking and special go for, just it, man. go for it, and then yeah, literally like a year later they're smashing it,
0: yeah, like you just you just heard that story just then, started writing tunes twenty twenty one whilst in lockdown then. Throw forward to February, that following February, they're on a support tour as a band. Throw forward another 365 days, booked at Download Festival, 2000 Trees Festival, supporting Kovi supporting Bollywood, like Bloodywood even. Like what a fucking first couple of years to Lake Malice. And let that be inspiration to anyone watching right now. If you've got dreams of making music and doing this, ain't nothing stopping you but you. Conceive, believe, achieve whatever it is and then relieve yourself and that was episode three of the john mahon show yeah
1: great guests
0: very solid lineup and i tell you what episode four of the john mahon show we went a little bit diverse with the guest selection didn't we
1: well we it's not it's no secret if anyone is aware or follows john online he's a big wrestling guy big wrestling guy and on this show We've got Mark Andrews of wrestling fame.
0: We do indeed. So Mark Andrews was a massive name in the WWE UK system, picking up the tag team titles. And since then, Mark has returned to the independent circuit and had massive success already. Picking up the tag team titles in Impact Wrestling. However, this interview was recorded that you're going to hear in episode four just prior to that match. So you actually get to hear us giving Mark
1: the good luck. Yeah. And he talks about his podcast as well that he's got a love letter to wrestling, professional wrestling, is
0: it? Yeah. Love letter to wrestling.
1: You're right, yeah. right,
0: first time. Let's go, bro.
1: And we talk about his podcast. A love Letter to Wrestling, which is on BBC, which you can check out all the episodes now.
0: Hell yeah. Well, thank you ever so much for listening to episode three of The John Mahon Show, my friends. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you need to subscribe, especially on YouTube. That really helps us out. So head over to The John Mahon Show YouTube channel. And if you heard us do any reactions in this video and you want to get the full reaction experience, it's another reason for you to head over to
1: YouTube. Hell yeah. Like, subscribe. Push the notification bell and all that jazz.
0: Hell yeah. Thank you ever so much for listening, my friends. All that's left for me to say is my name's John Mahon. Peace and love. Stay alive. And I'm Ollie Rout. Go fuck yourselves.